You are listening to The Curator Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. An interview with Ash and Mike from Boston, Maryland. What did you have for breakfast this morning, guys? Full English breakfast. And I had toast, beans and eggs with uh, coffee and orange juice. So. I don't usually record that shit, so the, the, the listeners just get a, a fucking insight into... <laughs> That's even before you introduced us or yeah, anything. Exactly. No, yeah. one knows, just, yeah. no one knows how this podcast is going to go, what it's about. As long as they know what breakfast we're having, it's all it's good. It's important, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's coming. So important. Do I come in? Do I come, come have a chat? I just want to try, I just want to try my phone. Oh, be quiet, though. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 man, it's just coming to phone as well. So yeah. Yeah. It's getting cosy in here. He, can, he can stay in here, actually, the entire time if he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on Pokemon Go. So He's, oh, man. Used all of his, his, you know, battery for that. That's true. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a problem this generation only has, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there was a jinx nearby, to be fair. Oh, so. Did you get that shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's totally in the podcast as well. This is going really well so far. Cool. So, Mike and Ash, how are you guys doing today? Great. <laughs> Bloody brilliant, mate, yeah. It's cold up here, but, you yeah. know, it's nothing we... It's good to be back, Nothing we're not it? used to. It's good to be back, yeah. Yeah. And it's, are um, oh, your biscuits falling out your pocket, mate? Oh, man, those biscuits. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's super good to be back, and it's um, we've had like a rare sunny day today as well, so that's kind of picked our spirits up. Yeah, it's always yeah. been miserable. Like every time we've been to Glasgow, it's, the weather just seems to drop. It's yeah. like they don't want us here. No, no, nobody wants to be in Glasgow. Really. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I like Glasgow. I think it's yeah. all right. Love Glasgow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's, there's a lot of good music, I guess. So that's yeah. the thing. Um, so Ash just get his arm around Mike just now, which is looking pretty cool. See, if this he's was a, a video podcast, it'd be looking pretty. He's easy. also got his arm around me for what it's worth. Oh, has he? I've yeah. got my hand on your butt. Oh man, yeah. I am appreciating this. Yes. <laughs> so we're down here at Audio in Glasgow. Uh, you're on your like bazillionth tour this yep. year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's it, I guess we should start off there then. Like, what's it been like just being like on the road for so much, for so much of the year? It's been good. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there isn't really any. Like, it's it's been absolutely sick, like mind blowing, and like yeah, you kind of miss the home comforts and that, but it's you know I'd rather be doing this than anything else. You know? Yeah. It's really weird actually because we uh, we had this like mammoth tour, like. All summer we've been thinking about it. And we're like, oh my god, we're going away for so long, and now it's already gone by so fast. And we've got like less than—is it like a, about a week left? Just about, like a, about week? a week to go. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't know where that time's gone. So yeah, yeah it's it's gone by really quick, but we've also done loads of shit along the way. Mm. And Wait, can I swear? An album as well, which true, is fucking sweet by the way. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Yeah. Cheers. We'll talk about that in a minute, but. Uh, I often, I often ask it like this podcast about creativity and passion right you guys have been on the road for a long time which means you're obviously hopefully passionate otherwise why the fuck am I talking to you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. True, no we love true. it true. Uh, but where did uh, when you guys decided that you're going to basically be the sort of full time on the road band when did that happen and what was that like when you decided shit we're going to do this like I guess it was everything else. It was definitely like a gradual thing. Like it went, at first, it was like, "Oh yeah, well you've got this like three week tour coming up," and we were just like, "Okay, book it off work," and like no problems there. And then like this year, the more and more tours we got, we were just kind of like, "Hmm, maybe we should kind of stop working, or like like pretty much either quit your job or just 
do as little shifts as possible to try and make this work. Yeah. Uh, so you got to put everything into it if you want it to work as well. Like yeah. there's no, we don't believe in like doing things half assed So there's not really yeah. any compromise for it. You've just got to do it. Yeah, we've we've made a few, quite a lot of sacrifices, like not just the money, but just like seeing loved ones and family and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, we've just fully gone for it, and I think it's probably been over the past one or one and a half years when we've just thought yeah we're going to be doing this for a, like properly since yeah. we got signed really yeah we I mean, can't say to pure noise obviously a huge thing um and they helped out with the whole touring thing and getting well they obviously must have helped, helped out get you into america and shit like that yeah, yeah yeah they've been just like super helpful with pretty much every aspect of touring like yeah. uh especially like with the states and stuff because initially like last month we didn't have a driver and it was getting like a week before the tour and we were like we don't know america we need someone who knows america and like they've managed to kind of hook that up quite quite quickly, really. Mm. So and he was great as well. He knew he knew oh, everything about everything. So good. So, yeah. So next time we go over, like we know that we're ready and we know what we're letting ourselves in for. So mm. was it scary going over there the first thing? <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty scary. Yeah, a little bit. I've I've been over. I think we've both been over before, but yeah. not like, um, you know, like uh, on holiday and stuff. Um, but like when you we turned up in like Albany, New York. And uh, yeah, the show was great and everything, but like when we turned up, like it was a little bit sketchy, and we were yeah. just like constantly like looking over our shoulder, like oh. Because like, like if you go out the venue and turn right, you'd walk like two blocks and then realize you were just in the wrong place, and <laughs> yeah. you just have to go back and be like, yeah, maybe we should yeah. sh shouldn't be here. And like our driver was really helpful with that as well. He was like, whatever you do, don't go like around the back of the venue because it's just sketchy as anything. So it's kind of weird those situations to get into. You can only really get into those situations if you're you know crammed in a van like yeah. driving around the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? that's the thing like if you were to go on holiday to America like I don't think you'd see um, any of that kind of stuff you just kind of maybe stay in a resort and maybe see like the tourist kind of attractions but we got to see like real life America well yeah. you know the northeast and stuff which was really cool and on resorts yeah. so you're literally just hanging out with other English people anyway exactly like, yeah. nothing different so kind of DIY culture is not happening <laughs> yeah. 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 anywhere in the world resorts suck <laughs> imagine a DIY resort that'd be the worst fucking run thing ever yeah I which one happen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I just bring a pal bring everybody to me. Uh, so okay so be nothing uh, I've been listening to art and Good work, guys. Let's, no, let's thanks, high thanks five. mate. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, audible high fives. Oh, yes. Never done that on a podcast nice before. Slap. Yeah. Going good. Going good so far. Um, doing an album is a big thing, right? And someday I was talking to a pal yesterday, and he, his band released an album last year or this year. Who was this? Man, or a post rock. Sorry. I didn't say that, John. They're an instrumental band. <laughs> oh, I was just listening. I know that yeah. they. Uh, yeah. Called Vaza. Okay, cool. And uh, he was talking about like somebody asked him a question in an interview, which I'm totally going to bump right now. So that guy, I don't know if that interview has been published yet, but I've just stolen the question. But he was asking like, what records made you want to write an album? Because it's a very specific thing. People mm. don't start bands to write albums; they just start bands to write songs, and an album kind of happens. Mm. Is that something mm. you guys thought about? It's like we need to write an album at some point. It's just kind of one of the goals that we have as a band. Uh, yeah, def well, I'd, I'd say so for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like the album that we wrote was um, like an album that we've, uh, I guess we were, mm, I don't really know how to say it. Like we just wanted to write the songs that we love. Like it's almost as if like, I guess like we just took influence from our favorite bands and almost like 
redid that in a way you know there's a little bit of everything in there that we listen to um, and it's almost like a I guess like a tribute to all the bands that we listen to in a way mm -hmm. and the albums so yeah but it's eventual goal was to do this this thing because I mean it's a big undertaking it takes a long time to write a record it's yeah it's, it's like we couldn't even fathom, fathom it really yeah. couldn't yeah. we like all those songs as well and when we when we first started out it was you know it took a long time to get the first song done like because we just couldn't really decide kind of like what we wanted to do and that, that kind of thing and as soon as we got that one out of the way it was kind of like a quite, quite a fairly clear path as far as what we wanted to do mm. still then, long and definitely grueling so grueling yeah because there's so many just like so many things that come into it as well like what kind of sound do we want to do um will people like it which i guess we don't think about too much because we kind of always do our own thing anyway yeah but there's just so many factors and like before you know it, you're having an existential crisis and you're just like, oh my God, what are we, what are we doing? And yeah, but like when we got the ball, when we got the ball rolling, um, it came out really nicely. You know, the songs kind of started writing themselves halfway through. So yeah. It must have been a nice, nice surprise when that started happening. It's like, oh shit, this is coming together. Yeah. It, it, oh, it really, it wasn't finished until like even up to the mass the point of mastering like we were still working so hard to get everything sounding right. Yeah. So like even after we'd finished recording it at the ranch, there was still we were still working on it. There's still time. bits we had to go back and be like that wasn't quite right. Let's go and redo that and make sure it's absolutely perfect. Because mm. we're all perfectionists and that's like a, a bit of a double-edged sword really. Because you can, it's like great to to like keep working at it and like perfect something, but at the same time it just sets you back so far. But it's like. It's, it's kind of what you have to do, I think, if you want to try and make the best record you can. You can't lose objectivity in a way, because it's like, I've been doing this one bit for so long, I can't even tell if it's good anymore. It's just, exactly, just yeah. been doing this. And, yeah. Like, you can, you can discuss, like, a riff for hours, and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much, like, because it's just like, this, the, the differences you were kind of discussing just, just doesn't matter. Like, no one's mm -hmm. going to know that the whole like, discussion happened or anything. Like, oh, let's put this little tiny effect on this um, tiny underlying vocal and, yeah. like, that no one's ever going to hear, but like, it makes us happy, you know? Like, yeah, like, oh, that sounds you great. Need yeah. yeah. that attention to detail when you do an album because it's like, an EP is a cool thing to have, it's a collection of mm -hmm. songs, but an album's a statement, whether you like it or not. True, you know I mean? true. Those small details, it doesn't matter, surely. I mean, we all have them in our favourite records, don't we? Like, those little parts, like... Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, on Feel For Our Friends, Hours, right? One of my favourite songs on that record is Recovery. Mm. And there's a little bit going, like, it's like a sort of false crescendo going into the last chorus. Mm -hmm. It's just that little tiny bit of detail, which I, which just makes that fucking record for me, do you know what I mean? I lo yeah, I love stuff. We all love stuff like that. Mm. We all, like, because we're all huge fans of music, so we do dissect records and look yeah. at every tiny detail. And we're like, oh, how did they do that? Or, you know, uh, this part in this part of the song is really sick and yeah you know, so. i love like listening to a record over and over again and just like picking up on something different each time you listen to it it's like oh i never actually realized that was there and then once you hear it you're just, just there always and you're just mm. like that sounds wicked That's you can't really unhear cool. it you can't can unhear it it's like um the laugh at the end of um there's a, i know like uh, the end of uh, there's a section of broken glass um and i think there was a bit in <laughs> when we were demoing it where Henry probably i think he laughed at something else as he yeah. just sung something but it somehow ended up on the demo um, and it sounded, we really liked that. It sounded like Vicky. kind of mocking and yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, it sounded like really cool. So we actually like recorded that in the actual, the real song in the studio. And I, just little things like that, that, you know, maybe people won't notice, but I think stuff like that is cool. People must notice because you don't put them in with it in the hope that, oh, that's just going to get forgotten. Because it makes mm. you, obviously people yeah. listen to this stuff over and over again. There's a queue outside, so people are clearly. Yeah. <laughs> It's all like textures and things as well. Like we'd spend like hours playing 
like sort of like a overdub guitars like on on top of the like the actual guitars that would be on the record and there's like it's kind of just sits underneath but you don't really tell that it adds to it unless they weren't there mm. yeah unless yeah. you take it away yeah yeah you don't really notice like any of that stuff like we've added if it wasn't there you'd be like oh it sounds kind of kind of weird now mm. it doesn't sound like it works as well that layering really that kind of thing you need to kind of do when you're recording most songs it's like you want to cram it full of stuff but not make it sound like it's crammed full of stuff yeah yeah that's yeah. the key there i think exactly. yeah so like yeah you recorded like when you kennedy at the ranch mm. and i was wondering like what made you choose a particular what makes you choose a particular producer like how do you look out somebody that you think is going to suit your sound well mm. i think i think when we went with neil it was one of those things where we just like we knew that he's like very much an out-of-the-box thinker and when he kind of came into the frame of, of what we were kind of doing, he, he like kind of came out with all these cool ideas that were kind of like, like sort of like shapes the <laughs> kind of shapes the record. And like, because we kind of came with like all these full songs, and he sort of rework like a, like he, he kind of be like oh maybe play this like this instead, and you know just do little things like that, little kind of artistic, I guess directive in a way yeah for sure and he, t- he t- I think he totally gets it as well like yeah. um, like we, we know kind of like who the producers are that like a lot of the other bands go to and uh, Neil is definitely like a wild card like he's just <clears throat> he's just so different in the way he works and um, he's very kind of like old school as well like he's be- he's grown up in the scene you know he's he's listened to all the same kind of bands that we <laughs> like and you know that we've listened to so he I think he just totally got the sound a lot more so it was really good to work with him again. We did Swordage with him as well. So, uh, yeah, he was awesome. And then we got Kyle Black over in the States to mix it, who we knew was he's done work on previous albums that we like. So, yeah, he well, killed it. So, I've never actually done it myself, but sending a record off to get mixed after it's been recorded by someone else. So, it must be a really in- interesting process. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because they hear it completely different mm-hmm. to whoever's tracked it and recorded it, yeah. Kind of offers, I suppose that would offer a bit more objectivity, wouldn't it? Like, Fresh ears. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Even Neil, even though with like all of his amazing skills, is he's heard it like every day for months. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same as us, really. Yeah. So I mean, you guys are obviously really happy with the record, and it's I think it's a really really good album. Um, Thanks, man. What kind of uh, what kind of the kind of songwriters do you look up to in terms of like making the, the music that you make? I'm not wanting samples because I'm, there might not be particular people that you really love as songwriters that even have an effect on the way you play music. Mm. But I always like wondering like what kind of guys you look up to or girls you look up to in terms of songwriters. Mm. Okay, you wanna go? You wanna go first? I don't know. Songwriter wise, I'm not sure. It's like mainly like the older kind of people, but it's like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of specifics. Mike? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not an easy question, that's why I asked. Yeah, it's quite a tricky one, I think. Probably, um, like I've always I've always liked um, simplicity in songwriting. I think it's it makes the songs a bit catchier, so I liked, I, I, I like, it sounds really bad, but I liked um, Blink-182 um, in, for that kind of thing. That's what really made me want to pick up a guitar. Um, Kurt Cobain as well, like his songs are so simple and stripped back, but so um, I, I think they're just great songwriters. You know, like they might not be like the best guitarists, but they they write great songs. 
Um, it's definitely simple. Like it, it sounds simple. You play those three or four chords, like, oh, this is quite easy. Yeah. And it's like I'm trying to try and write a song like that. Well, that's actually much, much harder than it first yeah. seems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think like when you get down the basics like that, when you when you do try and simplify things, it just makes it a little bit easier on yourself, and then you can kind of like set the foundations and then start building from there. And then like we listen to like um, quite a bit of post rock as well and yeah. um, and instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's like a bit more ambient as well, like uh, we really love Daughter. Oh, um, so good. Love like brand new um, Explosions in the Sky and Mogwai and stuff like that. Who are from Scotland. Scotland, yeah. yeah. Perennial yeah. fucking post rock lads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> always about somewhere, always floating in the ether or something yeah. somewhere in Glasgow. Yeah. Have you asked you had any, any <laughs> other ideas on that? Was that? Have, have you had any other ideas on, oh, on songwriting? songwriting? I don't know, like I quite. Like actually, quite a recent started to become a bit of a huge fan of Radiohead. Like OK Computer and you know, Kid A and everything was just absolutely mental. And like the way they kind of do it, I've obviously no idea how they get to that end result. But whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder that when I hear Radiohead song, like, how did you even get there? And where did you start in the first yeah. place? Like, drugs. Yeah, probably drugs. <laughs> most probably. probably. Lots of drugs and weird instruments <laughs> and stuff. And like, talk about simplicity. That's like the complete opposite, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like they're fucking really good but, at what they do, which whatever that happens to be at the time. Yeah, <laughs> but like as like as far as um as far as like songwriting goes, like specifics. I'm I'm a big fan of like what Mark said, simplicity, but then as well like dynamics. Like I like it when a song has like a sudden change of dynamic or like you know like where it kind of goes so quiet that you can like barely hear it and then just comes back up again in this like huge oh it's just insane mm. and like that's the kind of stuff I love and like every time I listen to a song like that it just it hits you in a different way to you know just the, the norm I guess playing with dynamics is also quite a hard thing because it's really easy to do the Nirvana look quiet like yeah just doing it in a tasteful way mm. which yeah. can be often be quite hard there's definitely a way to do it and you've got to learn when to push and when to pull back on the parts did you learn that when you were making the records? I think we did. Yeah, there's like I think, I think yeah, we did in a way, but I think maybe we learned it a little bit too late in the, the process. So like yeah. I think like the I mean there are definitely dynamics in there, but <coughs> we're, we're gonna be probably working on that a lot more on the next release as well. You know. It's def it's a definite learning curve for us, this this record, and I think like Mike says, when the next record comes out, you're gonna see a, you know, hopefully a substantial change. Mm. Do you think about that? Do you think about what you're going to do to change next, or is it just like whatever comes out is going to be? Think about it most days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeps us up at night. Yeah, yeah, we need to. We we can't like we we don't really want to do the same record twice ever. Yeah. So we want to do something like like maybe not like insanely different, but like if each album's a progression, then we'd be super happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you define as progression? Progression. What would you define as progression as the next record wise? How would you? What would have to change for it to be progression? Is what I'm asking. Oh right. Um, I don't know. Like the obviously the uh, more use of dynamics, maybe some different instruments, a bit more of um, I don't yeah. know different different styles. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just throw a load of instruments in a bin and just shake it up and record yeah. that. Stick a know. mic in that and stick a, yeah. see how that goes. Get stick a, a like uh, Johnny Greenwood to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you plug a cat into an amp and yeah. run the amp off a toaster. I don't know, I was something. Some, yeah. Maybe yeah. a few breakdowns. We've got a breakdown app on my phone now that, you know, it's, I think it was made by We Butter the Bread with Butter. So <laughs> um, uh, I'm probably going to be using that on the record, actually. Sweet. Yeah. Sub drop. Have to have a sub drop. Um, end have... it with a sub drop. <laughs> giant sub drop. Well, I was actually thinking we we're going to write a song with 17 sub drops in it, but then I thought. 
might not be a good idea. But actually, I thought again, yeah, it would. So we're probably going to do that anyway. Yeah, I seen a band in here once, and they, they did like a sun drop, like at the start of the bar. And you're like, oh, it's great! It's, it's great. Do you want to do that? Really? <laughs> there's, um, there's Shake a your band. bones. There's a, a really like a really cool idea by a band from Sweden. Was it Sweden? <laughs> um, that wrote an album. Well, I say wrote. Um, they made an album called Sleepify, and each track is like 30 seconds long, and it's just silence. Um, and they basically put that on. Um, Spotify and it and they told everyone like all their fans they said like play this album at night when you're sleeping because obviously it doesn't make any noise um, and it generated them loads of income and the income that they used they planned like a, a like a tour where all the shows were free um, and they plotted the uh, the tour around where the most downloads were for the well streaming was for the album that's pretty insane so maybe we'll just do like a silent album or something like yeah yeah it's definitely just, out there I think as well yeah mm -hmm. songwriting quite difficult for that but yeah, I think. <laughs> how do you record is that just like you, you actually put a, a room I'm making a silent room and just hope nothing happens for like an hour yeah. <laughs> we'd have to go down into the depths into like um, some sort of bunker or something uh, a, nice a bunker tasty, in a bunker tasty cabin of some sort yeah. yeah suck out all the air so it's just a vacuum and yeah. then we got the purest of silence this is the pure, this is the M&S of silence as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been an utter pleasure talking to you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Likewise. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to ask me before we finish? Um, what's the what's your favourite thing about Scotland? We've already spoke about it, but we didn't record it. I'm Brew. I'm Brew. Sick. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, Who's, Brewdog. I like Brewdog beer as well. Who's your top three favourite bands? I didn't ask you that because I know you can't answer that, so why are you asking me that? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Scream. Okay, yeah. Cool. Sick. Yeah, fucking probably my favourite bands ever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's the worst, isn't it? You just go blank. Just like, I don't know any bands. There's so many people that stand out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like many, and you, same thing happens every time, you just pick someone different. Brand new has got to be up there for me, definitely. Same. Yeah. Like yeah. They're brand new. They're a great band. Which yeah. is kind of all you need to know about brand new. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, what about you guys? What about your top three favourite bands ever? No, don't put this back on <laughs> us. You can't put it on the spot now. We've already asked the question, man. Yeah. Tell you what, how about, how about what's your deepest, darkest fear? <laughs> oh, uh, that's easy. Oh. Um, it's not that easy. It's not that easy, it's is, not, it? is it? Donald Trump. Donald Trump is your deepest darkest fear. I think that's a good closer, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's why America's terrifying. Yeah. And, on, and on that note. Yeah. Well, yes, on that note, gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a second to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can do that by hitting the subscribe button and whatever podcasting app that you're using. I'd also really appreciate it if you could share this on Twitter or Facebook. And just generally tell your friends about this pretty cool podcast thing that I'm doing. I've been your host, Mark Fraser. You can find out more information about this podcast at www.thecuratorpodcast.com. Until next time, bye-bye.